Hey everybody, uh, so I know it's been a while. Uh, Sam has been out of town for a bit. I- I've been working on this podcast that I actually get paid to do. Um, and we actually have quite a few podcasts ready to go that we just need to do some final touches on the editing. But before we, we shared any of that with you, there's been something going on that has really focused our attention. And to both of us, it just felt like it didn't make sense to talk about anything else in this podcast before we talked about this. And what I'm getting at is that at the beginning of the month, the Movement for Black Lives, which is a coalition of over 50 organizations working for black liberation in the U.S., uh, released the Vision for Black Lives platform. Now, the platform deserves to be read in its entirety. We're going to include it in the show notes for this episode. But in the aftermath of its release, because of its criticism of Israel, it's been condemned by almost every institutional Jewish organization in the United States and in Canada. And from where we're sitting here, this seems incredibly important because this seems like a formal break between the institutional Jewish world and the racial justice movement. So we reached out to our friends over at Jews for Racial and Economic Justice, who have been doing a lot of inspirational organizing around racial justice to have a a conversation about it. And so we have Shoshana Brown on the line uh, to talk. Thanks so much for, for being here, Shoshana. Thank you for having me. We, we do something on the, on the show sometimes where we let people say their name and introduce themselves. Do you want to maybe try attempt at that? That would be great. <laughs> All right. So my name is Shoshana Brown. I am an activist, organizer, healer, and social worker here in New York City. I've been doing intense work on prison justice and racial justice organizing, both with Radical Social Work Group, with the New York State Prisoner Justice Network, and particularly with Jews for Racial and Economic Justice, and I'm a Black Jew. Um, So before we jump into talking about the context of the institutional Jewish community rejecting this platform and and about what Jews for Racial and Economic Justice have been doing in New York, I was wondering if you can maybe talk a little bit about how you came to this work. Yeah, really interesting, actually. Um, So I've been doing organizing for quite a number of years around prison justice and racial justice organizing. And friends throughout that time have asked me over and over again to take a look at Jews for Racial and Economic Justice and see what's there for me. And um, I was consistently not interested in organizing from a space of my identity as a Jew. But recently, I was reached out to by some close friends who are now organizers at JFRED and doing some organizing with Jews of color. Um, And it took a while. It took many dinners um, and lots of massaging for me to even come to a space where I was organizing as a Jew that was a majority white space because of the history of trauma that I've experienced in the Jewish community related to racism, both for me internalized, but also very overt racism in the Jewish community. So it's really uh, interesting and lovely thing for me to be standing as a Jew, as a Jew of color for racial and economic justice, and then feeling like in my political work, almost a coming out as Jewish. Folks know me as Jewish, but I don't use that identity as an axis for my organizing. So it's been a real journey for me. So in in the context of this political debate that's come out within the broader institutional Jewish community, uh, both in the United States and Canada, surrounding the Vision for Black Lives platform, what has that meant for the organizing that you're doing? 
I think it's been a real challenge. It's been personally painful to experience the back and forth and just the public dialogue that's happened. Also, um, it has been motivating politically in terms of my organizing work. Personally painful because I have experienced time and time again this experience of my identity being torn apart the way the conversation is presented is an either or you're either black and stand against the occupation and with Palestine or you're Jewish and you are pro-Israel and Zionist and the dichotomy that's presented in the public conversation is both harmful and also Eurocentric. So it presents itself to me as white supremacy doing what white supremacy does, which is create a dichotomy not create space for multiple voices and multiple viewpoints, the experience of being talked over or talked around and not invited to the table, not consulted with, not asked, hey, how are you doing? How is this impacting you? We know you're at the axis of this conversation. Your identity sits at the crossroads of this entire conversation. And so It feels painful, but also motivating because I know that I'm not the only one that sits at the crossroads inside of my identity with these experiences. And so I look to other Black Jews and other powerful, awesome organizers that are doing this work who I can share community with and who can be in solidarity with me and myself with them and figure out a way to organize ourselves such that our voice, our concerns are at the center of the conversation because at this point in the conversation, we are one of the groups most impacted by this conversation. It's been a really intense moment emotionally and politically. Well, I, I know that in addition to Jews for Racial and Economic Justice, other groups, you know, like Bend the Ark, if not now, both Jewish Voice for Peace and also uh, a Jews of Color Caucus that's affiliated with Jewish Voice for Peace have all come out in support of the platform. And I'm wondering if you can talk a bit about what JFREG has been doing on the ground to support uh, Black Lives Matter. So what we're doing now uh, and what JFREG has been doing prior to the release of the Movement for Black Lives we as Jews of Color at JFRAGE, the Jews of Color Caucus, wanted to come together to put pressure on city council because more immediately than a lot of the larger policy goals of the Movement for Black Lives, here in New York City is the Right to Know Act, which is about holding police accountable and creating laws on the books that demand that police inform civilians about their identification and identify themselves as police officers, as well as inform people around their rights around consent searches. So we created a month of action that started July 21st and then led up to a Jewish holiday called Tisha B'Av that commemorates a number of atrocities that Jews have experienced. So we had marches in the street every Thursday in Manhattan, in the Bronx, in Brooklyn, where we turned out between two and 400 Jews and other friends and comrades in the community to march with us and take a stand for racial justice in the United States and for the Right to Know Act. 
Um, so we actually have a radio segment that we're going to be playing directly following this interview by somebody named Mitchell Cohen. It was a WBAI radio report about the action that you organized on August 11th. And mm -hmm. it's my understanding that this resulted in several arrests. Yep. Seven of my comrades, Jews of color, were arrested that night in an act of civil disobedience. Like, is there any uh, support that's needed as a result of, of this action and those arrests? Yeah, um, I, I first just want to say that I think it's really critical to shine light on the fact that the platform has gotten very little press. And so this whole conversation around Israel-Palestine has gotten a ton of press. And so it's a little bit frustrating, but also uh, misleading because people read the press and don't actually read what the platform says. Right now, the biggest support that people can provide is join your local organizing bodies, whatever organizations in your community are fighting for racial justice and taking us down with the Movement for Black Lives. My demand and my request is that people not allow the media as side conversations to distract us from the movement that we are in right now and that we are working towards the freedom for Black people and liberation. Well, Shoshana, thanks for, for taking the time out of your day to, to talk a bit about this work. Uh, it's, it's incredibly inspirational, and, uh, and I wish you the best with all the work that you keep doing over there. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate the opportunity to speak. So like I mentioned earlier, what we're about to listen to is a radio report that originally broadcast on WBAI in New York City. Uh, it was produced by a reporter named Mitchell Cohen, and it documents the most recent of the weekly Jews for Black Lives actions that have been organized by Jews for Racial and Economic Justice in New York City. This is the protest that we were just talking about with Shoshana that resulted in the arrest of seven activists, and it took place in Greenwich Village in New York City. It's Thursday evening in Greenwich Village. Hundreds of Jews are rallying under the arch in Washington Square Park to share their grief and outrage over police violence and the ongoing scourge of racism. They've been called together by Jews for Racial and Economic Justice and are listening to songs and speeches by Jewish people of color, Black, Latino, Middle Eastern, African, and Asian Jews. All are chanting, Black Lives Matter. Jews of color then led a spirited march through the village that culminated in a civil disobedience in which seven Jews of color were arrested in front of the NYPD precinct house on West 10th Street near Bleecker. Why are we here at this location? We're here because it is important for Jews of all colors, white Jews, Jews of color, black Jews, all to stand in solidarity and show support around the Right to Know Act and to directly confront police brutality and state violence in front of the uh, police precincts here. What is the Right to Know Act? The Right to Know Act is an act made up of two different bills that will put a further end to the 
violence and brutality that happens by police by mandating legally that police have to show identification and also inform the person of their right to not consent to a search. So making sure that all searches are consent. You're a Jewish person of color yourself? Yes, I'm Shoshana Brown, a black Jew. This is the culmination of a month-long action. So every week during this month, we have had actions, the Jews for Racial and Economic Justice. The actions have been led by the Jews of Color Caucus, specifically led by black Jews, culminating with this weekend being Tisha B'Av, a specific Jewish holiday to commemorate atrocities that happen to Jews. It's important for us to acknowledge that we must commemorate all atrocities that happen to oppressed people. I just want to make sure that we pass the Right to Know Act and that Jews of Color stands united with Black Lives Matter and the movement for black lives and fighting for justice for black people, for myself and for ourselves here and everywhere. Around a month ago, dozens of organizations hammered out a program, the Movement for Black Lives, which calls for all people to condemn the ongoing police murders of black people, which never seems to let up. Jews for Racial and Economic Justice answered the call and organized the march in the context of a number of so-called mainstream Jewish organizations severing their support, such as it was, for Black Lives Matter because a sentence in the platform of the Movement for Black Lives classified Israel as an apartheid state committing genocide with regards to the Palestinian people. The fact that the same section of the document talked about cutting off military aid to Egypt as well as to Israel seems to have been ignored in an ongoing debate on the website of the Jewish Forward. Jews for Racial and Economic Justice, and especially Jews of color, intentionally stepped into that maelstrom to highlight those Jews who are also people of color and express their unity and opposition to the racist police violence in solidarity with the Black Lives Matter movement. Jews!
partnership. In solidarity with people of color. In solidarity with people of color. Could not be more relevant right now. Could not be more relevant right now. Could not be more needed right now. Could not be more needed right now. As a woman of color. As a daughter of a black man. As the daughter of a black man. Who has already been beaten by the police? Who was not protected? Who was not protected? By his intelligence, his class. By his intelligence, his class. His profession. His profession. His education. His middle class neighborhood. His middle class neighborhood. Nor his Jewish identity. Nor his Jewish identity. We must come together. We must come together. Protect one another. And protect one another. Ourselves to be divided. Tonight is not about being anti. Tonight is not about being anti. We are for love and accountability. We are for love and accountability. This is something we all deserve. Because as Jews, we are taught. We are taught. We are all made in the image. That we are all made in the image of the divine. We cannot be frozen in our sorrow. Baseless hatred. Baseless hatred. This is something we see right now. This is something we see right now. But the power and beauty of our spirits. But the power and beauty of our spirits. Are going to carry us tonight. Are going to carry us tonight. And moving forward. And moving forward. Afraid for my blood. Afraid for my blood. Afraid for my family. 
afraid for my family, and afraid for our community. So we gather here because we know that we are one. I think it's really important that we stand up for each other and that communities across different backgrounds are there for each other and have each other's back. I'm from the Middle East. Black lives matter! Black lives matter! Black lives matter! No justice! No peace! Sitting in the park on Washington Place in Washington Square West. And the police are standing on the street and directing everybody up onto the sidewalk, but it's the police who are blocking up the traffic. Daniel Rajendra. I'm from Brooklyn. I'm here because as a Jew, my tradition teaches me that we're not free until everybody's free. Until black folks are free, we're not none of us free. My name is Carolina Citron. I'm here because I missed it. This is why I moved from Florida to the New York area. This is who I am. Putting Jewish values in practice, saying Black Lives Matter for humanity. I lived and worked 10 years in Havana. I was there three years ago, and we went to one synagogue and there were pictures all over the wall, and I was amazed. There was Fidel in a suit and a yarmulke talking to famous movie producers and other people who had come to Cuba. All through the special period, Jews were able to get meat because they had kosher meat, when other people didn't have food. Why was that? Um, they're ethnically treated as an ethnic group rather than religious group, as an ethnic group. For that reason, Jews can freely go to Israel. They want to make Aliyah. They don't need, they can go. Black lives matter. What? Black lives matter. What? Black lives matter. What? The great Maimonides. The great Maimonides. The Jewish scholar. The Jewish scholar. Teaches us. Teaches us. That the shofar is like an alarm clock. That the shofar is like an alarm clock. Rising us up. From a deep spiritual slumber. From a deep spiritual slumber. The month of the rule is upon us. The month of the rule is upon us. When our tradition demands. When our tradition demands. That we hear the sound of the ram's horn. That we hear the sound of the ram's horn. Each and every day. Each and every day. So today. So today. We hear the sound of the ram's horn. We hear the sound of the ram's horn. Wake up, we cry out. Wake up, we cry out. Tikiya. Tikiya.
Silence of the racist police. We ain't gonna stop. Starting to gather. My name is Sergeant Hockett from the New York City Police Department. You are lawfully obstructing vehicular traffic. I am ordering you to disperse now to permit to a safe flow of pedestrians entering and exiting the building. If you do wrongdoing, no charges will be against you. If you refuse to disperse, you will be placed under arrest and charged with disorderly conduct. Now, you have two minutes to comply. You are unlawfully blocking this roadway. If you choose to disperse, you will not be placed under arrest. this location to be visible, to say to the world that Jews stand with black lives, that Jews will not stand for state-sanctioned violence. This is why we come out. This is why we're here. We're here for love. We're here for our community. We're here to stand in solidarity with people of color because there are Jews that are of color. And so state-sanctioned violence against black people is a Jewish problem. This is why we are here. And you're a Jew of color yourself. I am indeed. I live in Park Slope, Brooklyn at this moment.
So that's it for this short episode. We'll be back soon. Like I said earlier, we have uh, quite a few episodes that we're just putting the final touches on. So stay tuned. Uh, We'll soon be back to our regular release schedule.